What is it? On this episode of Meet the Junior Misses. Lauren's getting married, and you know what that means. Heading to the seaside with 13 of her queens. Sending out a mass email to all of her cousins. Even sad Katie just broke up with her husband. Katie's got two sons, and she says they're her world. I wasn't sure if she would want to come with the girls. If you can't find a sitter, you got probable cause. Shut up, I'm on my way, I got a hundred dicks. No one gets it poppin' like a mom on a hand do. Got rid of my kids, I'm doing all the things I can't do. Got divorced from Fred, and I'm turning it up. Come on, girls, let's go. I booked a breakfast strip club. A breakfast strip club? Katie, that's kind of a lot. Guess I'll cancel morning yoga and the bottomless brunch. Don't worry about it, girl. I'm already drunk. I had six margaritas while everyone showered. Should we get some Miller Lite and do a power hour? Katie, we should pace ourselves. The weekend is young. Don't you know that moms just wanna have fun? This weekend's about Lauren, Katie, she's the bride. Obama was in office last time I got a ride. No one gets it poppin' like a bachelorette mom. My kids are with their dad, don't tell me to be calm. Did I FaceTime them? Hell no, they're gonna be fine. I spend all year on their knees and now I'm gonna get mine! Get sticky, get crunk. Get oh my god, she's climbing up on the table. Get sticky. Oh my god, Katie. Katie, oh my god, she's taking her top off. Let's get crunk and sticky. Oh my god, Katie, no! Katie, you just sprayed breast milk across the room. Shut up, I'm getting railed without my kids in the room. Too much fireball. No one gets it poppin' like a mom on the first day of a Hindu She always does it big and then she has to go home soon Everything is fine, the kids are with Fred I wish she didn't wet herself when we shared the bed Cause now my clothes are all wet Mom on a Hindu And I won't Mr. Scardino, there's a girl here to see you? I know there's a girl here to see me, for I am the world's greatest mentalist, the amazing Scardino. Enter the inner sanctuary of the magician Magnifique. Welcome, stranger. Sir, thank you so much for letting me in. Are you the great mind-bender who only performs on Monday nights when theaters are dark? 
Joey Scardino? Why, yes. One and the very same. How are you doing? I am a naive female magician's assistant, hard on my luck, and recently arrived in the big city all the way from Paris. Wow, what timing. I have been seeking a new assistant after the unfortunate accident. Paris, Texas. Not as impressive, but do go on. I could not help but notice, with my keen eye of detection, that you are currently Sans' assistant. You are as perceptive as you are impishly beautiful. <laughs> Please, have yourself a seat. Uh, excuse me, chicken. I am known for my unusual familiars. A monkey, a duck, and a chicken, who all live in the same apartment. Do not let my feminine guiles beguile you, sir. I could never fall for a married man, but I do need a job. I must say I find your musk enticing, and I am indeed in the process of replacing said missing assistant. Thank you so much for recognizing my scent. I call it Janky by Jennifer Lopez. You know, I thought I smelled the block on you. Every man is enticed by the scent of a Lopez. <laughs> oh, oh, sir, you flirt. I do flirt. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Mm. Sir, as much as I want to be your assistant, I cannot help but notice, with my keen eye of detection, that every time you perform the trick in which your assistant enters the chamber of drowned in the bath and then thrown into the Hudson River, she disappears. Yes, she did disappear. When I performed the drown my wife in the bathtub and then throw her body in the Hudson River trick. Yes, trick. There are only so many times your wife can steal your sandwich and tease you for your beautiful satchel before you feel it necessary to perform said trick. And Mr. Scardino? How many times have you performed this trick? Four. Aha! Mr. Scardino, would it surprise you to know that this naive female magician's assistant is actually former FBI special agent in charge and now award-winning journalist Brad Domingo? Damn you, Domingo. I should have known it was a ruse when you didn't even have a woman's name. The Chilling Story of the Amazing Scardino Apprehended at 57 But first on tonight's program Listen up! These 12 children are gonna be judges. Are you gonna walk into that room next door? Look into the face of that four-year-old child and tell her she can't be a judge no more, even though her favorite mayor has gifted it to her? I think not. 
I think little Lexi Lawthorne is gonna be great. I've been there 51 years, I'm 91 years old, and I have watched the adults of this town run it into the ground. It's time for some new blood. It's time for some little justice. I'm Brad Domingo. I'm Jeff Rotol. I'm Ellen Parsons Project. I'm Crosby, Stills, and Nash. I'm Dee Purple. I'm Roxy Music. I'm Z Zatop. I'm Wabotawabots. And I'm Ugo Bastabastante. And this is 42 minutes and 43 seconds plus commercials. On the program tonight, tucked away in the waistband of the Great Pants of America is the small town of Rusk Belt, Indiana, population 372. And the political experiment that these 372 people have undertaken in the last six weeks has riveted America. Not since the launch of the Cabbage Patch Kids have so many little children had such a large impact on the country as a little justice. In the studio with me this evening, I have the mayor of Rust Belt, Indiana, Michael Springsteen. Mayor Michael Springsteen, thank you for joining me. I know it is past your bedtime. It's a pleasure to be here. I love to be on the television. Why? Why have you picked 12 children to be judges? Look me in the eye and listen good. I'm going to tell you this only once. I am sick. I've seen the adults in my town make terrible decisions. I was speaking to my wife. I said, hey, Marjorie, what is the deal with this? How are we going to stop this from happening? She said, you know what? All of the men in this town are stupid idiots, yourself included. I said, you're right. I'm not even going to argue with you. You're right. We're idiots. We're making bad decisions. Then I see my little niece. She's playing with a little truck. In her game, there's a little toy in the way. This girl, she drove the truck around slowly. That She had the driver apologize to the little toy. And I thought, this is what we need. This is the innocence. This is the basic understanding of good versus bad. That means we should get these kids in charge. And it hit me like a bolt of lightning. Let's have kid judges. I fired all of the local judges, I got them out straight away, and then I went just to the local school, I found 12 random boys and girls, and I said, listen up little ones, you're in charge now, go nuts! So what do you say to the people that say to you, these children should be in school, these children should be learning how to read, how to write, how to pretend to pay attention in history, in geography, in science, in math, in all of the areas in which America used to excel? Let me ask you, did Jesus... Did Moses, did Simon Cowell, the greatest judge we've ever had, ever worry about going to school? I think not. Now, why random? Why did you not look for the children who seemed to have some sort of aptitude, who seemed prepared to take on the challenge that you threw down? You threw the gauntlet, but what you did was just slap a lot of children in the face. Well, for my short, tiny law, I said the worst type of person to get into politics is people who want to get into politics. So I specifically picked at random so we would hope this baby judge... By the way, that's the name of the show, Baby Judge. I don't know if you've said it. He doesn't know if he wants to be in law or not, and I think that's going to help him make a better decision. We don't want lawyers or judges who want to be lawyers or judges. What we need is some strong baby law, which is the name of the show. Lethal Justice. Have you seen it? Yes, I've seen it. Who do you think pitched it to the network in the first place? 
I lose my glasses sometimes. I'm looking for them for hours. It turns out they're on my head. Yes, I took the dog for a walk the other day. Come home without the dog. They said, where's the dog? It was a whole thing. Don't even talk to me about it. Rumors are swirling that the only reason that you created this scheme was so that you could get your own television program before it was too late. That years earlier, you tried this once before with dog firefighters. Dog firefighters was an excellent idea. Who doesn't want to see a dog in a tiny red hat turn up when your house is on fire? It's going to cheer everybody up. Dog firefighters was a hit, and it's the stupid people in charge of the TV didn't make it happen. And I tell you what, that one was entirely to make some money, but this one is entirely to make America a better place, okay? Shut up. And what do you say to all of the residents of Main Street who lost their lives to those Dalmatians who were unable to hose down that fire. It's a free country, and it is my right to send a lot of dogs to put the fire out instead of fire people. Instead of using the hoses, dogs were lifting their legs and peeing on the fire, trying to put out the fire with their own liquid. That's because they are very well trained. Racing up to buckets of water to drink up the water to lap it up as quickly as they possibly could, to then run back to the fire to try to pee on it again. This is not an effective way to put out the fire. We had statistics the largest firefighting squad because every single one of those dogs cost nothing to hire. 7,000 firefighters. Can you say that about any other town in America? That's why I have run unopposed for 51 years. What do you say to people who say you are the American dream? You are a success story. You are a 90-year-old man who has done it all and finally got on television. I say to them, you are exactly correct. I am a man to look up to. I am a man you want to be like. And I am a man who consistently has ideas. You should read my new book, Splinstein Splains It All, where I explain all about how to be a successful American mayor. Are you a winner? Am I a winner? Of course I'm a winner. JFK is dead, isn't he? In the dark alleyways of New Calamityville, New York, one detective, Marion Claverack. I've just graduated from the academy, and I'm here to serve. Her job is on the line. You'll never understand me! I drink because I love it! Her boss is fed up. Marion, you may have graduated top of your class at the academy, but you're drunk all the time! She's on administrative leave. Paperwork's easier when you're drunk! One day, she makes a call that will change her life forever. Hey, is your refrigerator running? Because I got your shipment of gabagool right here! <laughs> Marion, is that you? My God, we could use this! Use what? Your voice, it's amazing! Huh? Here's the skinny. We're going to use your voice to trick criminals into confessing over the phone. I don't know, boss. Do you think I can handle it? If you can handle two bottles of peppermint schnapps for breakfast, you can handle this. Hello? Hello, this is Richard Nixon. Wow, Mr. President, this is such an honor. I am not a crook. I know that. But I heard you are. Did you steal the mayor's pickup truck last Wednesday? I can't lie to the world's greatest Republican. You got me, Mr. President. Bang to rights. I'm not really the president. I'm Marion Claverack with the new Calamityville Police Department, and you are under arrest. So please don't leave your home. We're sending someone over to take you to jail. Hi, this is Liza Minnelli from the hit musical Cabaret. I heard you've been embezzling from the school board. Get ready for prison. Hello? Luke. 
Smith, the high school quarterback. <laughs> Did you set your mom's house on fire? <laughs> Who is this? This is Darth Vader, by the way. Darth Vader? I can't lie to the world's greatest Republican. Yeah, I did it. Marion, you've surprised us all. You've gone from the worst cop on the beat to the most arrests in a single week. Action. Adventure. Rehab. Never! And maybe just a little romance. Police boss speaking. Hello? Is this the police boss? Yes! This is Lady Diana. Wow. Princess of Wales. You got my letters? I'm awfully lonely. Me too. Would you like to go on a date with me? Yes, I would. The police boss doesn't know. <laughs> I secretly love him. <laughs> this Christmas, for Martin Scorsese's hairdresser and Lorenzo Lamas, it's Talking Care of Business. Uh-oh. It's the real Liza Minnelli? Joining me now by a satellite is the star of Little Justice, Lexi Lothorn. Lexi, thank you for joining me. I know this past your by time. Now, a little bird told me that this is your fifth birthday last week. Uh, so let me first say Feliz Cumpleaños. Uh, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you for not saying in America we speak English. I got four Barbies, a playhouse, a copy of Robert's Rules of Order, and I got a pink gavel. Pinky, pinky. Very cute. Let's get down to the hard-shelled tacos. Your show, and you in particular, have inspired courts across the country to very seriously consider appointing child judges and child lawyers to very serious civil and criminal court cases. What do you have to say for yourself? Squeaky, squeaky! That's the sound my new gavel makes, Hugo. No, answer the question. We are uncorrupted by the ebbs and flows of life and the petty dramas that consume people of your age and stature. Are you uncorrupted? Because they say children aren't the future, but this is the present. Order! Order in the court! My question to you, Hugo, is why are you being such a stinky pants? I think it is called Smelter Delter. And what you are smelling are your own pants. Object all you want. Recently, you had an arson case in front of you from the same man who burned down the main street where the dogs had to come and try to put out the fire. And how did you punish him? We took away all of his Pokemon cards, even the shiny ones. And do you think taking away a third generation Snorlax or even a first generation Charmander is a sufficient punishment for this kind of crime. Whatever happened to good old fashioned prison? We spend more money on prisoners per capita than any other country in the developed world. I'm putting a stop to that with my sentences. But your sentences make no sense. For example, what would you say in the famous case of the lipstick killer, William Ahrens, whose story was so excellently told in the film While the City Sleeps by the incomparable Fritz Lang, whose films include Metropolis. M. Dr. Mabuse and the Gambler, Hangman Also Die, The Woman in the Window, and The Big Heat. What would you say to Fritz Lang? And almost as importantly, what would you say to William Ahrens? Billy the murderer, I sentence you to five years, no TV. But, but, seriously? Hugo, have you ever 
missed an episode of Dora the Explorer. You know I have not. So you have no idea the pain and anguish and frustration that comes from missing out on Dora and her little backpack. Now, rumors are swirling all around the set and in the papers that you, young lady, are juicing. Tell me honestly, how many juices have you had today? I don't know, Hugo. How many juices have you had today? None. Well, first of all, Hugo, you're a journalist. You're not supposed to be judging anything. You're not a judge. You're supposed to be impartial, and it seems like you've been brought up by the water industry to say that little kids shouldn't be drinking juice. What do you care about my juice? Who who cares how much juice I'm having? It's irrelevant. I'm a growing girl. I need juice. I like passion fruit, mango, fruit punch, and it's all 100% Authentic juice, no added sugar. Juice is natural and good and legal? What? Since when was that a problem? There's nothing you can do to convince anyone that I shouldn't be drinking juice. <laughs> we'll be back after these messages. Just a little of you Top 
That's miles per hour to you. Taking exit five, I feel so alive. But the traffic jam blocks me from you. Your mowing man's coming home. Lawnmower man's coming home. Your mower man's coming home. Lawnmower man's coming home. This has been Meet the Junior Misses, written and performed by Molly Molshine, Sam Rhodes, and Mr. Sean Sellers. That's me. Edited by Sam Rhodes and Mr. Sean Sellers. Still me. Uh, check out our album, The Best of Kaycock, on Driftloud Records. You can get it on Apple Music. You can get it on Spotify. You can get it on other stuff. You can download it. Uh, that's essentially just listen. You could stream it. You. I already said that, though. You can... You can you can uh, get a CD version of it. I you can just get it. Now here's your moment of Molly. Talking care of business. She's all right. Talking care of business. She's calling.